Welcome to the Valley Beit Midrash podcast, a program of Valley Beit Midrash, a global center of learning and action. We're bringing you the best in diverse, pluralistic Jewish wisdom, all with the goal of improving lives in our global community. I'm Rabbi Shmuley Yanklowitz. Let's get started. Shalom, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today for the last session of our five-part series with Professor Eitan Fishbane on self and mystical identity in 16th century Kabbalah. You all know this is, we've done this several times, so I don't need to read the bio or share the video, and we can just uh, jump right in. Hi, everybody, um, and Cleo, bear bear with me. I have, I have, uh, I'm a, 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 little, a little sick, but, uh, but, 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 but uh, should be, should be just fine. Um, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll speak as though I'm, I'm introducing some smooth jazz to you. So, so today, um, today we are, um, we are going to be delving into, uh, another aspect of the portrait of the mystical self of the nature of selfhood and self fashioning in 16th century Kabbalah, which um, which itself was the kind of um, can can be seen, I think, in the broader context of um, of Renaissance uh, self fashioning or 16th century self fashioning, and and today we're going to be looking actually at the phenomenon of life writing of mystical autobiographies and and mystical diaries, um, specifically that of Rabbi Yosef Karo, um, who is uh, certainly better known for his halachic uh, achievements and his halachic standing as the author of the Shulchan Aruch and the and the Beit Yosef, <clears throat> the longer version of his halachic work, and also uh, Moshe Cordovero, a Kabbalist, um, also before Isaac Luria in 16th century Tzfat, who also wrote uh, also wrote autobiographically. But the phenomenon of how the nature of the the nature of the self and the nature of the individual is portrayed in this context through the um, inscribing of introspection or the 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 attempt to create a, a narrative of the inner life um which itself has been a, a genre of literature and religious literature more broadly of um of autobiography or of life writing sometimes called um ego documents in the case of um Yosef Caro, we see, um, and, and 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 actually, mystical autobiography was a was was a relative was a relative rarity in the history of Jewish mysticism. Actually, Gershom Sholem famously, in his uh, major trends in Jewish mysticism, said that Kabbalists are no friends of mystical autobiography. In other words, it's a more it's more of a it's more of a rarity in uh, in the history of Judaism <clears throat> than, let's say, in Christian mysticism or in um, in uh, Sufi mysticism and, and and other important literatures, but nevertheless, we have a significant number of such sources in um, in Kabbalah, uh, stretching back to um, to the Middle Ages to the, to the 13th century, and then in the 16th century, along with this this uh, broader explosion in uh, in the in in the question of the question of individuality and selfhood in um, uh, in 16th century Kabbalah, we really have this uh, this this move toward um, an attempt to account for the the life, the development, the inner the inner spiritual life uh, of the person. And Yosef Karo is a very is a very interesting case, right? Because he was on the one hand spending his days writing halachic um halachic uh, uh discourses and and codes, right? Uh, the Shulchan Aruch, which is uh, the set table, which is a, which is a kind of um adapted digest of the Beit Yosef, the House of Yosef, the House of Joseph, which is extensive halachic work. Um and and then was uh, and then seems to have been uh, tried to be up most most of the night, uh, to, uh, with the exception of of all the many times that he fell asleep and then berated himself for it, trying to commune 
with the the upper spirit of the Mishnah in the in the heavenly realms. That is to say that, that we that we we have a we had a practice in uh, in the 16th century Kabbalah, which was particularly uh, utilized by Caro of reciting Mishnayot, <clears throat> reciting specific reciting um, Mishnas as a vehicle for uh, an achievement of ecstatic uh, consciousness, a, a vehicle to commune with the upper, the upper Mishnah with a capital M of the heavenly of the heavenly realms, which also seems to have been a kind of um, reflection of the divine presence of the Shekhinah. Um, and this is particularly interesting in the case of Yosef Karo, right, who was writing halachic literature for him to use, um, for him to uh, utilize Mishnayot, the reciting of Mishnayot, um, as a technique for the attainment of um, an ecstatic, uh, ecstatic mystical state, one in which he was actually possessed by the upper by the upper mission by the upper Mishnah. This is actually part of how he articulates it, that it came to speak through him, like Mitoch Grono, like the Shekhinah is speaking through his throat. And part of our um part of our uh, exploration of this question has to do also with how how does Caro in particular, and this is also this is this is also then different uh, differently in the case of Cordovero and a few other Kabbalists who wrote mystical autobiographies like uh, Elazar Zikri, who wrote the work Mile de Shemaya, The Words of Heaven, or Chaim Bital, who was a main disciple of Isaac Luria, who wrote uh, Sefer Chazionot, the Book of Visions, how um, how they sought to portrait their, um, their journey toward uh, mystical illumination and the inner spiritual uh, the inner spiritual uh, life, and part of this had part of this, as we're going to see, involved for for Caro in particular a kind of strong sense of self doubt and um, and questioning his um, his own um, his own uh, worth and whether he was worthy of these revelations. But part of what's fascinating is that is that we see. Um, in um, in this relative explosion of mystical autobiography, though it's not not really not really an explosion, but it's more more pro proliferation than there was before that in the history of Jewish mysticism, we see a willingness on the part of Jewish mystics to talk explicitly and in the and in a testimonial way about their inner lives and about and about um, about their religious experiences. And in the case of Yosef Karo, in this first text that we're going to look at. Um, he he also was uh, he also he also understood he also understood this this uh, this spiritual um, quest to be very much in tension with um, with uh, uh, a physical pleasure with physicality with materialism with appetite with desire and so forth right so he was so so he he um, he had a lot of anxiety toward um toward the drinking of wine and the drink even the drinking of water and the eating of food and sleeping and so forth there was a kind of there was a kind of intense asceticism that's reflected in his magid me sharim which means basically the the upright words of his heavenly angelic uh tutor the mishnah the mishnah above with the capital m so maybe we can have a volunteer to read um on the on the the first page of this PDF, page two twenty one, where where the heavenly Mishnah or the Shekhinah is is speaking to Yosef Karo and saying, if you uh, renounce these pleasures of the body and you delve fully into uh, the study of Torah and the recitation of Mishnah, then you will have this um, this heightened state of of revelation uh, do we have a do we have somebody who who, who would volunteer to read uh, if you act in this way yeah I, I can go ahead since we have no other volunteers i have it okay great great thank you beth if you act in this way abandoning the pleasures of the body making your heart and mind a perennial dwelling for torah 
and not ceasing from its contemplation for even a moment, then the Holy Blessed One will delight with you. You should also perpetually be engaged with halachic rulings, Gemara, Kabbalah, Mishnah, Tosafot, and Rashi, as you do. For you combine and interweave them one with the other and insert the hooks into the loops. By the merit of this, the Holy Blessed One will love you. At the hour in which you rise to pray and recite, at the same time that the Holy One delights with the righteous in the Garden of Eden, that is, at midnight, he also delights in you and sends forth unto you the thread of grace. Thank you. So, so this, so this, um, this statement that the uh, culminating moment is one of a a receipt of the chuta de chista or the chutzel chesed or the thread of grace, which becomes a a moment of the of the indwelling presence of of divinity onto onto the person he, in this case onto Yosef Karo by perpetually being engaged with all of these different elements of Jewish study ascetically abandoning the pleasures of the of the body right so we see that we see this we see this um, strong tension for this kabbalist between um between uh physicality and pleasure or even just ordinary ordinary uh, uh, physical enjoyment and this quest for for a, a higher um state of mystical mind right so he had a kind of uh, intense anxiety clearly toward toward uh toward the physical itself right you should be perpetually engaged with halachic rulings, Sak, Gemara, Kabbalah, Mishnah, Tosfot, and Rashi, right? All of this, not 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 exactly in, uh, not exactly in the in the historical order, as you do, right? Interweaving them, uh, one one uh, one with the other, right? So so in, in other words, in other words, his uh, there's a, there is a kind of overlap here between um Karo's halachic work during the day and what happens here during the night right and specifically at the hour in which you rise to pray and recite at the same time that the holy one delights the righteous in the garden meeting at midnight right so so we so we have <clears throat> we have um this particular tradition that derives uh, also from the Zohar several hundred years before this, that um, the souls of those who are asleep uh, leave their physical bodies while, while, while the physical body is asleep, and a, a small portion of the soul remains with, uh, with the body. And the majority of the soul goes up to the, to the heavenly garden of Eden and um, and delights and studies with God, who the Holy One, who descends to the upper garden of Eden to study Torah and delight with the tzaddikim, the righteous ones in the garden of um, of Eden. And it's, it's also it's also quite interesting, right? That he's that he's specifically saying making your heart and mind a perennial dwelling, a perennial dwelling for Torah not ceasing from its contemplation for even for even a minute um and let's and and, and so 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 that, so there you see right this that's on the one hand it's this is part of his autobiographical discourse but this is the this is the heavenly mishnah right his angelic tutor um perhaps also the the shechina dimension of god the the Mishnah above, right? Who's speaking to Yosef Karo, his alter ego, who speaks through him, right? So, so, so in other words, part of what's fascinating about the mystical autobiographical of Yosef Karo is that on the one hand we have these moments, and we're going to look at this instance on the next page where he says, "I ate and drank a tiny amount in a moment," um, 
where there's a where there's a kind of alternation between um his self-conscious voice as Rabbi Yosef Caro, the person, and the heavenly voice that is speaking through Yosef Caro in a state of possession. Um, this 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 notion of the self-possessed and of and of benevolent spirit possession was actually something was quite widespread in a variety of religious traditions and also and also in very much in Judaism. But here, um, right, and and uh, and 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 certainly, certainly, we we um, we might we might assume that uh, that attitudes towards such experiences were um, were interpreted, perceived, pathologized in different ways in in different generations, right? If if somebody were reporting such an experience now, um, uh, then then there would be a different kind of perhaps uh, psychiatric pathologization right whereas you have whereas you have all of these examples from the history of religions where these great venerable mystics and other and prophets from the hebrew bible right who report hearing voices and report report uh, having having voices speak through them right so the, so this the question of how of how these of how these differences in experience and and their self-interpretation take place is itself quite fascinating and a kind of reflection on the on the difference the difference between the phenomenology the history of religion and religious experience and the way in which we um, typologize or pathologize um at, at other times so let's jump to the next page where 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 he now is speaking in his own voice. I ate and drank a tiny amount. I ate and drank a tiny amount, and I recited Mishnayot at the beginning of the night. Then I slept until the light of day. I awoke, and the sun shone on the land, and I felt very sorry and regretful as I said, How did I not awaken while it was still night? so that the speech could come upon me as usual so so the, so there's so something very very i think very very powerful in this in this kind of um self-awareness or 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 self-perception right on the one hand he he ate and drank a, a tiny amount and then he recited mishnayot which itself um, the reciting of Mishnayot is under, was understood as this practice for bringing about the revelation of the upper mystical, upper mystical uh, Mishnah, if you will. Uh, but then he says, "But then I fell asleep, and uh, and I woke up at dawn feeling feeling great regret." Right, he said, "How did I not awaken while it was still night, so that the speech could come upon me as usual?" Right, so we see a kind of a kind of anxiety, a kind of a kind of um, uh, self doubt, a kind of sense of of both uh, self and 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 questioning his own self worth with regard to his with regard to his practice. Um, anyway, right. So, so in other words. In other words, that his 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 uh, testimonial voice is is centered on um, a kind of lament for uh, not having not having um, attained the dibur, the speech of the Mishnah, which would speak upper Mishnah, which would speak through him as usual in uh, in the middle of. Uh, in the middle of the night, right, and then he and then he says, and then he says on the next on the neck on the next page, he says uh, he he says uh, he he offers us an an, an even even stronger um, expression of this. Um, to continue reading, I I ate I ate a lot and drank wine, um, and 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 somebody else can certainly can certainly t uh, take over or or or. Beth, if you'd like to continue. Sure, I can. 
I ate a lot and drank wine. And afterwards, I drank too much water. And I was not able to recite or study Mishnayot at the beginning of the night. After I slept, I arose and drank a lot of water again. I recited, but I was feeling a heaviness in my head as though I had not slept. I returned to sleep and awoke close to the light of the day. And I thought that I had forgotten to remember to recite the Mishnayot this time as I usually recite them. So, um, so, 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 what, so, 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 what, 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 what do we, what do we see in this, in this passage and in the, and in the previous passages that's, 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 uh, that's of note to you? What, what, how is, how is, how is Yosef Karo speaking about um, his experience, his identity, his religious, his, 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 his ecstatic religious experiences? The, di- the dialectic between his physical experience and his spiritual experience. I, I have a reaction to what we just read. Sure. Uh, first, he's setting a pretty high bar for himself to expect himself to stay engaged in this way in every moment. Yeah. That is a tremendous uh, degree of concentration and discipline required for that. And also, I can't help but wonder what with this getting up at midnight and staying up in the night, I can't help but wonder if um, some of this uh, speech or blessing that he thinks is coming to him is hallucinatory from sleep deprivation. Yeah. And that's part of what's actually physically happening to him. And if he's doing this night after night after night while also working in the daytime. And what and while also food and water, right? Yeah, and not eating and drinking. And it isn't any wonder, A, that he falls asleep because he can't keep it up. <laughs> and B, that he's having these hallucinatory experiences. I, I really wonder if it is truly uh the hand of god coming to him or if he's simply um ruining himself physically through these practices yes yes um right i mean he 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 clearly believes that that it's a dialectic of the of the experience of 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 divine presence or of the heavenly tutor or whatnot but i think in terms of the psychology of religion and practice right we can we can certainly um, observe here the the likelihood that that um, that he was also in, inducing certain hallucinatory uh, states through his own um, ascetic practice. Just as just as there's been a lot of a lot of interesting uh, research and investigation about um, mystical mystical experiences that that are the result of hallucinogenic um uh, drug substances right um many report and many report correlations between those two and and would he have had access to such substances do we know um not not that not that we not that we know of the uh, not that i know of uh though though, though we do though we do have um um you have one one instance in in the Zohar from a few centuries before, where where they describe a kind of transcendent um, ascent to to a heavenly garden of Eden that occurs after they sniff a rose, right? So they they smell, they smell, they smell some flower, and that transports them, right? So that so that. Um, and there are other instances like that. So there, 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 there certainly could be uh, instances where, um, where they partook of such of such substances. But I think, I think, I think probably even more likely in this scenario is what is what is what Beth is suggesting that 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 he that he's also he's also achieving these altered states through. Um, sleep deprivation and uh, fasting and 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 so forth. Um, but you can see that part of this part of this um, self construction of the autobi of the autobiographical, right, is a kind of um, 
anxiety toward the physical and anxiety toward the appetitive, the pleasurable, or even just the basics, and a kind of uh, and a kind of a strong, um, strong self criticism that he that he undertakes, right? Um, which which sometimes happens in the form of um, of the uh, of the of the upper Mishnah or the angelic tutor speaking through him, as we're going to see in the next passage on two twenty four. But but as we know, um, these moments were actually um, were actually reports of the angel or the or the heavenly Mishnah speaking through him in this in this possessed state, or perhaps a uh, hallucinatory a hallucinatory state um let's go to let's go to on page 224 light unto the sabbath the eighth day of keshvan god is with you he the magid warned me right so that so there 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 is a kind of dialectic between voices where right? he's aware of the two different voices uh yes david i'm sorry that i came late and i'm not sure which text we're discussing um, so we're we're looking at um, I th I think I think it was I think it was placed in, into the into the chat if I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah Alex put into the chat it's um it's um it's an excerpt from a recent essay of mine called mystical autobiography. Okay, uh, because I came late, uh, I missed that part of the chat, but Alex just reposted it, so I'm good now. Thank you. Great. Sorry for the interruption. No, no problem. No, no problem at all. I, um, so, so, um, so, 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 who, so, who would like to, who would like to read for us, read for us here? Light unto the Sabbath. You can keep, keep Beth in the hot seat, or, 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 or sure, or, or, I, I can keep reading. I have you all. I, mean, I just have you highlighted, Aton, so that I can see the text, and so I can't yeah. tell whether anyone was raising their hands. Um, light unto the Sabbath, the eighth day of Heshvan. God is with you. He, the Magid, warned me regarding the need to be thinking about the Mishnah always, and he admonished me against talking too much, mm. and also against listening to the words of to words of jest and thinking about other matters during the time of prayer. For Samael and the snake are chasing after you in these thoughts, and you can burn them up in the straw of the recitation of the Shema and in the fire of the breath that goes forth from your mouth. And he, the Magid, rebuked me that I was not writing down everything that they, members of the Celestial Academy, were saying to me via the Magid. Were I to write all of these things down, they would reveal wondrous secrets to me. So, so there's a thank you. So, so, so there's a num number of number of features here, right? So, um, on the one hand, um, it seems that his his ideal his idealized prescription of how he should be behaving um, is not much fun, right? Um, so he should not he should not be not be um, listening to words of jest and thinking about other matters during the time of prayer. So, so, so he's saying, and Majmi is talking too much, right? You shouldn't sleep too much. You shouldn't eat too much. You shouldn't drink too much. You shouldn't talk too much. You shouldn't jest too much. So there's, so there's a kind of strong current of self-criticism and of an attempt also to um, separate the self from um, from all of these uh, or, ordinary ways of being in the world and he's and he's saying that when he when he says in samael and the snake are chasing after you in these thoughts right he's saying he's basically saying that essentially a, Jew, a jewish version of the um of the satanic of the demonic um is trying to tempt you um in in all of these thoughts um and interestingly, he says you can burn them up in the straw kash, which which is um, kash is kash is Hebrew for straw, but it's also kuvshin for kriyat shema, the recitation of the shema. 
and in the fire of the breath that goes forth from your mouth. Um, which is which is itself very interesting, right? There's a kind of there's a kind of like um image here of the of the burning up of these so-called sinful thoughts or distracting thoughts in the fire of the breath that goes forth from your your, your fire the fiery breath of saying the shema right um never say the never see the shema the same way again um what do you, what 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 do we, what do we think of that it's really, really quite fascinating i think how is in, in what way what's the relationship here between prayer and the recitation of prayer and um, other forms of let's say um ordinary speech or ordinary thought i, I, couldn't, tell, I couldn't tell something you were saying I, beth do you want to say yeah I, I have a comment about this uh, the fiery breath of Kriyat Shema is a fascinating turn of phrase. I mean, I've said Kriyat Shema hundreds, if not thousands of times, and especially in a congregational setting, fiery breath is not the way I would describe what we're doing. It's... Um, uh, it's more of an airy breath or a breathy breath and does not have an element. Like if you're going to look at the four old elements that our ancestors thought of, earth, fire, air, water, I would think of it as breath, not as fire. And it's it's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, I just wonder what the... Um, where that's derived from, and if if people did truly say the Shema quite differently than the way I'm accustomed to, you know, I belong to a North American synagogue in the Midwest, you I, know, the way we do it. I, I think I, I think I think it's quite I think it's quite similar. I think I, I think that I think that the the interpretation of what he's saying is that um, so two things. One is he's playing on the idea of kash as straw that it's kind of like the right the kindling um and that's and that and that stands for kriyachma on the one hand the other and the other aspect is um and, and another aspect is that is that pray is that already in rabbinic literature prayer comes to substitute for sacrifice so 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 there's a kind of sense in which the the smoke that comes from the fire of the korban of the sacrifice is replaced by the speech of the speech of prayer, which 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 in some descriptions is like the like the smoke that goes up to um, goes goes up to heaven, as it were. Um, and the other the other element that's striking me now also is that in both the the 16th century literature and and then very much in the um, um, 18th century uh, uh, literature of Hasidism in the 1700s, the idea of prayer as connected to hit lahavut of of kind of the the heart aflame lahav with uh, with fiery passion um, was was one of the ways in which they described the um, the state of um, of uh, of of mystical of mystical uh, prayer, um, but interestingly, also right. So on on the on the one hand, on the one hand, he says, okay, so so always so always keep your mind on the Mishnah, and don't um, don't talk too much about ordinary things or be thinking about um, things that are that are in jest or whatnot or other matter in time of prayer. Instead. Let your focus on prayer be uh, be like this this fire that can burn up the or the ordinary the ordinary speech and the ordinary thoughts. And then he also then the Magid also rebuked me, that I was not writing down everything 
that they, the members of the Celestial Academy, were saying to me via the Magi. Where I write all these things and they reveal wondrous secrets to me, right? So so he so he um Yosef Cairo, part of his part of his self-construction and his and his um spiritual uh, mystical autobiographical reflection is one in which um he is receiving this tutoring, this instruction um from um from the the heavenly angel of the mishnah who is transmitting the words of the yeshiva shalmala of the of the academy of the yeshiva above right yeshiva we see this in the in the liturgy of, of um of yom kippur right yeshiva shalmala and yeshiva shalmata so that's the idea of the metifta ilaa or the or the or the or the the heavenly the heavenly academy reveals these secrets reveals these wonders uh, to um, to Yosef Caro uh, through uh, through through the Magid. Let's go. Let's go actually to page two two twenty six to the place where it says the voice of the Magid then continues. God is with you in all paths that you walk. What's up? Would some would someone like to uh, relieve relieve Beth, or or is Beth going to be the Balat Kore? I, I can keep reading. Okay, sure. God is with you in all paths that you walk, and all that you have done and will do. God brings success to your hands. Just bind yourself to me, to fear of me, to my Torah, and to my Mishnayot, not as you have done on this night. So, 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 so the so the ideal is right. Rakit tidbak be right. You should you should attach yourself to me in the sense of devekut, a kind of devotional unity, commu uh, communion, um, connectedness uh, to to the heavenly Mishnah, which is really um, an extension of divinity, even even though even though. Even though the Magid is is speaking about um, God in a in a separate way there, uh, but but uh, uh, um, bind yourself to to um, to to my Torah and to my Mishnayot, not as you have done on this night when you when when you were when you were um, when you were when you were messing up right as he goes on to say for even though for even though you have sanctified yourself in your eating and drinking. You have still slept the sleep of a lazy person, and you right, did right. not arise to recite the Mishnayot in the manner of your good practice. He, he didn't get that, the, he didn't get the memo that uh, that sleep is good for you, right? Yeah, because of this, it would have been appropriate to leave and abandon you after you gave strength to Samael and the snake and the evil urge through your sleep. In that you slept until the light of day. Oy vey. you slept. You slept through the night. You got. You got. You were supposed to stay up all night and torture yourself for the sake of my Mishnah. Hmm. But uh, because of the merit of the six orders of the Mishnah that you know by heart, and by the merit of those afflictions and mortifications that you performed in the preceding days, right? So that asceticism again. Yeah. yeah. And that now, too, you hold fast to them. They have agreed in the Supernal Academy that I return to speak with you and that I not leave and abandon you. So have I done, as you see in this moment that I'm speaking to you in the manner in which a person would speak to his fellow. And your eyes can see that for several generations, no person has attained this great level, except for the select elite. Um, yes, yes, indeed, right. So, 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 so he's 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 alternate the, the the heavenly Mishnah or Yosef Kara's alter ego, depending on how we characterize it, right. Is on the one hand, he is rebuking Yosef Kara for his for his what what would seem to be um, a pretty ordinary, um, a pretty typical sleep needs or or whatnot, right. Um, but uh, but because he is this great, because he knows the Mishnah so well, he knows it all by heart, and because he's 
has he has done this these other ascetic practices um which clearly are um are raised up and 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 um and given a kind of positive valence in this context right he says so okay so so i i, w- I will give you this 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 revelation that was that was generally reserved for the select elite um therefore my son I remember remember this is the way Yosef Kara describes all this in his mystical diary is that this voice is literally speaking through him right so on the one hand he he ta- he ta- he he talk he talks in his own in uh, in his own voice like I did such and such I did such and such but when he's saying but when the magi is speaking he describes it as the voice of my beloved was knocking in in my in my deepest uh, speech, in my deepest throat, um, and and then and then poured forth from me. Um, therefore, therefore, my son, heed my voice. That which I am commanding you, that you perpetually engage in the study of my Torah day and night without cessation, and do not think about any mad any matter from among the matters of the world. Mm. Only contemplate matters of Torah. Fear of me, Yerati and my Mishnayot. After this, I slept for something like half an hour, and I awoke regretful as I remarked on how the heavenly speech had stopped because I had slept. Then I recited Mishnayot, and the voice of my beloved knocked my mouth, saying, you should know that the Holy One, blessed be he, and the whole Heavenly Academy, send you wishes of peace. So, um, um, so there's a, n- a number, a number of very fascinating things here, right? I mean, on, on the on the one hand, um, um, this uh, this kind of uh, intense self criticism. Just because he had he had fallen asleep for half an hour, so the heavenly speech had had stopped because he fell asleep. But then he recited the Mishnayot, and then the voice of um, the voice called Dodi, the voice of my beloved, um, knocked in my knocked in my mouth, saying, uh, "You should know that the Holy One, blessed be He, and the whole heavenly academy, send you wishes of." of peace right so 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 what what do, what do you what do you see what 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 do we see here in terms of self perception self construction uh, the way in which uh, mystical autobiography in Yosef Karo's case reflects uh, certain types of religious experience uh, tension between physicality and spirituality what would you what would you say well i have a remark as usual sure uh, go ahead one thing i'm struck by is in in this discussion and simultaneously describing himself assuming these are his words assuming these are caro's words i'm not sure where these quotations are from um He's both flagellating himself for his inability to stay awake continuously, and he's also giving himself credit for being one of the elite, or somebody's telling him he's part of an elite. This strikes me as a deeply unbalanced life. If God and the Heavenly Council were speaking to me at night, I'd want them to wish me sweet dreams and <laughs> restful sleep. And so it's just like, it's um I guess I'm not cut out to be a 16th century Kabbalist mystic. Or at least Yosef Karo's at least Yosef Karo's uh, uh, version of yeah. it, right? Yeah. Um uh so 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 there's so 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 so, so, so clearly there's a there's a kind of in, intense um uh asceticism involved in all of this and also um the yearning to keep one's um, mind uh, focused on um, on these um, on on these uh, heavenly matters or on these or on these sacred text matters, right? Keep perpetually engaged in the study of my Torah day and night without cessation. Do not think 
about any matter from among the world, right? Only concrete matters of Torah and Mamishnayot, right? So, 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 so there's a, so there's a kind of um, intense focus. Um, even uh, I think I think you're absolutely right. A kind of um, a kind of uh, a somewhat disturbingly imbalanced focus on folk on 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 the on the contemplation of these of of these elements of of spiritual practice and tradition, um, and denying oneself the uh, the the uh, these these ordinary physical physical needs. So so that so that's kind of show, that shows you an, another also another another so another side on the one hand of of this figure Yosef Cairo right who's known as this major halachic figure. He also was this clearly wild and wacky mystic who had a very um, um, anxious relationship toward his own self worth and and the and and also the importance of denying his his appetites and physical and, and, and physical needs for the sake of attaining a kind of um mystic uh, consciousness the last little piece that i want to show i want to show you here is um comes from the writings of moshe cordovero who was another important Kabbalist from from who we, we studied other writings of his uh, in in this series and he, in, in addition to his Tomer Devora and other and other works, he wrote a, he wrote a short, um, uh, fairly fragmentary autobiographical uh, uh, volume called Sefer Gerushin, which literally means the the Book of Expulsions, um, which is which essentially essentially were were um, records of. Of how he, of how he and his fellow Kabbalists would exile themselves <clears throat> from Tzfat. They would they would wander the countryside to emulate the wandering of <clears throat> the Shekhinah in the in exile in the diaspora, and and in some cases uh, they would intentionally. Um, not wear proper shoes so that they would experience again this this kind of ascetic um pain in their in their walk right as as, as a kind of reenactment of the suffering of the shekhinah in, in exile where you didn't you didn't know that there were maybe that there were uh strong ascetic in aspects in aspects of jewish spiritual practice but one of the things that they did on those journeys was to travel to the graves of revered figures or at least what they thought were the grave the, the actual graves of these figures so so in so in one of these cases and this is a, this is um in the last uh it's on the bottom of page 228 and and then 229 caro uh travels uh, with his with his teacher um, Rabbi Shlomo Alkabetz, who was the uh, author of Lechadodi, to the graves of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and Rabbi Elazar, his son, or at least what they thought were those graves, right? And those are those are the those are the starring characters of the Zohar, and they engaged in a in a in a, in a practice that was um, that was common among these Kabbalists of a kind of prostration uh, lay, laying themselves out um upon the grave in order to commune with the spirits of these of of, of the souls of the dead and and here he says right when he when he gets he gets up he gets up and he and he and he sees the Rabbi Shimon's grave, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, is on the left side, and Rabbi Elazar is on the right side, and he's in the middle, right? So he's so he's kind of functioning, he's kind of reenacting the flow of the Sfirot between between Chesed and and Dean, between between love, compassion, and and severity and judgment, and Tiferet as the balancing between them. And I saw fit to balance between them with words of Torah. Which is Tiferet, right? So, so Tiferet, the Sfira, is also a heavenly Torah. So, by speaking words of Torah, I balanced these upper dimensions of divinity, which were also embodied by these 
by these two graves and me standing between them, Cordovero said. And despite the fact that I am not worthy that they be crowned upon me, due to the bad nature of my sins, right? They again, again, again. He 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 too clearly had some some issues. Nevertheless, they may be crowned through words of Torah, for words of Torah do not require impurity, right? So, so the so the experience of <clears throat> of uh, visiting the graves of these of these saints of these holy men who were um the main characters of the of the zohar and supposedly buried there cordovera was not only communing with the great um the great uh, holy men of of old but also reenacting a kind of um divine balance balancing act right that the that the the graves themselves and and him speaking torah balanced these different aspects of on the one hand chesed and deen within god and the the harmonization um of of torah and um uh and of um of the balancing of those of those two tensions uh within within himself right so 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 there so there we have another brief example of the um of the mystical autobiograph reach the end of our of our journey together and thank you for putting up with my um with my uh uh voice today um but part of part of the um, and I'll turn it to Alex in just a second. But part part of the part of the um, the point of of this particular element, right, is to sort of see how does it, how does this genre of life writing or of testimony about mystical experiences and self conceptions in the first person, how does this fit into this larger matrix of the nature of what is the self, what is the individual, what is the nature of identity in 16th century Kabbalah. Um, and with that, I'll hand the baton to Alex. Thank you so much. Um, it was a pleasure to learn with you and with all of you over the past five weeks. Thank you all so much for learning with us and take care. Wonderful, wonderful to learn to learn with you and be well, everyone. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Valley Beit Midrash podcast. Remember, that you can join our email list at valleybaitmadrash.org to stay up to date on new programs, learning opportunities, and more ways to stay connected. If you enjoyed learning with us today, support our work by making a donation at valleybaitmadrash.org donate. Join us next time as we continue to work together to build a better world. Thanks for listening.